Welcome back to The BOMA, a podcast from the International Livestock Research Institute, where we discuss how sustainable livestock is building better lives in the global south. My name is Elliot Carlton. And I'm Brenda Cormina. Today we actually have a really special episode because we're interviewing Sarah Nyanchera Nyakeri. She's a scientist doing her Master of Science in Molecular Biology and Bioinformatics, and she's also a fellow at ILRI. But she's also a podcaster and a science communicator, so her perspective of science communication is different from ours in that she's also coming from that scientific background. Sarah's podcast is called The Vulnerable Scientist, and much like us, she interviews a wide range of scientists. But instead of taking a deep dive into the science, Sarah prefers to speak with the scientists about their life outside of work. And in doing this, Sarah hopes that we can all come to see the more human side of science, and the good and sometimes bad that comes with it. You know, sometimes things just work, you know? I mean, that's why it's research. You're trying to, f- to find solutions. And if, it, if, you're f- if things are always working, then what are you doing? And it's something that I'm working towards, um, making p- people feel safe to talk about those things. So I actually sat down with Sarah last week, and one thing really stood out to me, and that was the theme of vulnerability. So like her title, The Vulnerable Scientist, it's not really what you expect when you think about science, and it's something that I wanted to ask her about. I remember when I wanted to start my podcast, um, I asked a few non-scientists what they thought about the name the vulnerable scientist and people are like wow um i I would love to hear what us vulnerable scientists sounds like because we see scientists are very serious human beings and we rarely see them love or i don't know we rarely see the emotions um but when i asked a few of the scientists they were like if you are vulnerable, then you perish. It's not something that is welcomed. So at that point, I knew that um, it's, it's not something that people want to do, like to be vulnerable. So I think these connections between vulnerability and science are really interesting because they're two things that we don't really think about going together. And perhaps that idea that if you're vulnerable, you perish is why we often think of science and vulnerability as not necessarily being really compatible. Right, but that vulnerability is also really important to Sarah, as you're going to hear, because it's not really a very discussed aspect of research, but it has to do with transparency and being honest about the scientific process. Um, In science, we mostly talk about the good things, the good results. We rarely talk about the days that things don't work or when experiments don't work or the hurdles that come with doing research. Yeah, I I would imagine that there's a bit of a stigma there, right? I think we all think of science as something that's supposed to be objective and give us the truth. And I think that that can actually make it hard to talk about the failures that are inevitably involved in the scientific process. But now I'm wondering how exactly are you supposed to express that vulnerability to the scientific community? It's not a welcomed space, especially when it comes to publishing. People actually, uh, most people you find that they, they won't talk about when things didn't work. And you'll find people repeating the same thing because someone didn't say about what 
didn't work. So I think it's a very important space when it comes to saying exactly when things don't work, not always when things work. Like we need to talk about those things. So Sarah's point here is, and dangerous is too big of a word, but there's definitely a shortcoming to not showing the bad side of science. We're not talking about it because it can result in incomplete science that doesn't really show the full picture. And that can actually hinder other scientists' research in the process later on. It's, it's a very common thing. You'll find that um, when you read a paper, it's actually a conversation that I was having this morning with someone who's in a different kind of science, but it's the same struggle that they're having. When you read a paper, um, yes, it has good results, but when you attempt to repeat what they did, you find that it is not, it's not reproducible. And that is mainly because um, people don't want to say everything about what happened when they were doing that experiment. Maybe they'll just highlight maybe one time or two times, then they will not talk about the rest of it in that paper. So you find that that research, you can't repeat that kind of research. Maybe you've based your research on that and then you realize that's <laughs> that's not the case. So it's it's something very common across, according to my knowledge. I remember being struck by one of Sarah's comments about being transparent with the bad side of things or, you know, she talks about the good and the bad with her guests on her show. Um, but I wondered if this had anything to do with funding because research is funded. When you're seeking for funding, you want to tell the funder that things, this is possible and it can work. So if if you're, if you're shouting out there that sometimes things are not working, it's not a welcomed space. And in addition to creating what is, I guess, a sort of incomplete science, where only the good is presented and much of the struggle that's required to get there is hidden, I feel like this can affect the scientist too. Because I would imagine that there is a mental toll to constantly trying to perfect things or your research. And maybe it could even potentially create a kind of lonely space where you are alone with your failures and not able to share any of your struggles with other people. Because if you do, you're worried you might lose funding or something else along those lines. Of course, you think you're the problem. You think that if I'm not able to repeat this work, then there's something wrong with me. I've followed everything that they've said. But you don't, just don't realize that there, there are so many gaps. Later on, you're like, oh, there's so many gaps in whatever they had written. And... Um, before you realize that, you have gone through a phase where you're thinking you're there. You feel like an imposter. You feel like it, there's something wrong with you as a person. You shouldn't be there. Someone should deal with that, not you. So it affects you as a human being. And there's a certain type of view you feel towards yourself. Yet most of the time it's not you, yeah? Yeah, so in addition to transparency, her podcast is also about really connecting with the scientists behind the research. So the intent is to gradually and informally introduce the scientists' research. I'm trying to connect the scientists and the non-scientists first. So the podcast is an informal conversation where if you're taking family dinner, for example, or if you're going on a date or you're with friends hiking and you're just having a conversations about your life as a whatever you do so you just happen to be a scientist and you talk about your days how your days like um 
what do you do what are the challenges that you face that that open conversation and then maybe you just happen of course to explain your science in the simplest of manner so that uh, someone can understand what you do because they're not probably in science so that kind of first serves the purpose of communicating the science um to people who are close to you in terms of where you are and also it's a space for uh, scientists to embrace as i said embrace vulnerability in the most possible ways because it is a sign of courage it it fosters good um, emotions and strength when it comes to a human generally so essentially sarah's podcast is creating sort of a safe space where scientists are able to escape that if you're vulnerable you perish mindset at least for a bit And at the same time, this allows the listener to see a more intimate side of science, or a kind of behind-the-scenes look at the people that are actually doing the science. Yeah, and that safe space is really in all capacities. I remember my conversation with Sarah, we talked about how she doesn't like to shy away from any kind of conversation, so she'll ask her guests about parenthood, their personal lives, regardless of gender. She encourages stories of raising kids, having families, and juggling that with their work. We talk about even the work-life balance. We talk about hobbies. We talk about... Because not all female have families, you know. It's not like female is equals to family. Being female is equals to family. But we also talk about the women who are mothers and how they try to juggle between having this... Being in an environment where a scientist is seen... Like it's it's okay for someone to overwork. That's That's okay. That's normal. Uh, and juggling that with with um with family funny that we're sort of flipping the roles today and asking sarah to be vulnerable and share some of her thoughts and stories which is important too because it's about representation and she's a role model for aspiring scientists podcasters science communicators etc We'll find most people who don't want to call themselves scientists because they have not maybe done their PhD yet. But I'm a role model in, in the sense that I'm able to openly say, yes, I'm doing science and I am a scientist and I'm also an informal science communicator. So someone seeing me what I'm doing, they, they if they have crazier days in their heads of what they want to do, they, they'll feel like, oh, actually it's it's doable. So I can do this. So that's the space that I, I, I'm trying to provide Representation is important to Sarah. She interviews a diverse group of people, many who she doesn't actually know personally beforehand. And this really serves as a chance for Sarah and the listener to get to know the scientists together. When I'm doing my podcast, I I don't do African scientists. I feature everyone from different spaces. Everyone from different spaces. And the reason for that is... You want someone to see someone who looks like like them, who talks like them, who comes from the same background, like in terms of where they grew up, either in the rich side or in the poor side. Like you want someone who can relate to that person who's on the podcast and seeing what they're doing. So, um, so in, in the sense that I'm I'm a, I'm a young scientist. I'm very young. I am Kenyan. I come from the ghetto side and if someone sees that and they come from the same setup then they can see that oh okay 
I can't relate to that. Okay. Uh, I would like to, whatever they want to do with their lives, it doesn't have to be the same thing I want to do. They'll, they'll feel like it's doable. If someone, if she's doing it, <laughs> then I can do it. Like, I can even do better. Yeah, so again, the focus of her podcast, like we said, is sort of going on dates with a scientist. So it's an informal discussion that's really meant to spark curiosity. Okay, so where can our listeners actually find Sarah's podcast? My podcast can be found on any listening platform, any podcast listening platform, plus YouTube. Um, But... If anything, you don't know what a podcast listening platform is, then you can just go to thevulnerablescientist.com and you can listen it from there or choose which platform that works for you. Maybe it's Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other platform. Don't forget you can also find Sarah and her podcast on social media. So we are on Twitter, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, TikTok, and Instagram at TV Scientist Pod. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Thanks so much for being with us and sharing openly and being vulnerable about science and communicating that science. And thank you to our listeners. We would love to hear your feedback on today's episode or the whole podcast series. So please reach out to us on Twitter at Boma Podcast to let us know your thoughts and also what topics you'd like us to cover moving forward. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to share and subscribe. I'm Elliot Carlton. And I'm Brenda Cormina.